talk. Um, I have to say that this has been a good week because I haven't had to go to the vet. <laughs> I haven't had to drive to Palmdale. And everyone seems to be doing okay. Miss Marple's foot is all fixed up. She has developed a slight cough, and I'm monitoring it at the moment to make sure that it doesn't develop into something. I mean, so far she's been coughing just in the morning, and I am going to make it an appointment with a veterinarian this weekend to um, just have a look at it because she's acting okay. She's eating, she's drinking, and she's even playing a little bit. And this is a dog that didn't know what treats were, didn't know what soft beds were. She didn't know anything. And she's learning a little bit more every single day. And now she knows what little bacon treats are and she knows what little chicken treats are. So she, And she's integrated completely with my other two puppies. Um, there's no fighting. Once in a while, Biddy will growl at her because she tends to want to take the best spot on the bed that Miss Marple does. And Biddy doesn't like that. So I've had to referee a few times when there was a little bit of growling happening. But other than that, I'm very lucky. All three seem to get along just fine. And Guinness, of course, moving right on. He is in good shape. I am thrilled out of my mind. I started him um, back on coconut oil. Had him on it for a little while, and then it got to be I was just giving. I felt like I was giving him too much stuff, so I backed off of it. And he was taking these little um, brain things that you can buy um, to help, you know, with the herbs and spices to get keep the brain functioning. So I'm taking him off of that for a while, and I'm going to put him on the coconut oil, which seems to be helping. I've had it on for about, yes, it's like a teaspoon in the morning in his food and a teaspoon at night in his food. And I'm hoping that that kind of clears up the brain fog he gets sometimes, because sometimes he does forget what he's doing. I think he's in the early stages of dementia, but he still knows who I am, so that's all cool. And Tony, how is everybody over there in uh, Kenny Bunkport? Well, everything is good. Dogs are barking, but we're good. Everything, it's been raining the past couple of days, which has been wonderful, and all is good. Well, great. Well, I yeah. think I'm going to go off and get Veronica, and All right. you can talk to our audience and shuffle off to Buffalo. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Uh, we've got some great questions in, and I encourage you to write in to innerwhispersradio.com, and that's I-N-N-E-R whispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Mm, indeed we are. Good day to you. Good day to you. Our first question is coming from Don. Is the world different for each person, or is it just the way we react to it? Well, it's the world is not different for everyone by the standards um the outline of the reality is created by a collective of co- a collective of consciousness so it's kind of like an outline and with some borders and parameters to it the individual incarnate who comes in they bring their own paint and brushes to the reality um there may be 
ways of, you know, they bring out, they live out the things, but they also bring some color into it and texture con- that is contributed by the incarnate. So the incarnate brings in the color and texture and frequency of them and creates their own reality within this sort of collective consciousness moment. So everyone comes in with the concept of participating, but also they react to the surroundings and they react to the interactions with others. It's quite a complex, artful moment, but it is what happens. The world is kind of different for everyone. The parameters are the same. The outline is the same, but everyone picks their own colors of what they want to paint and what they want to bring into the reality. So it makes it every single incarnate has a slightly different view of the reality that they're in. The collective outline is there, but everybody brings their own set of perspectives to the reality. So it is different. Some of it is reactive, yes, but a lot of it is just plain creative ability from the incarnate. All right. Our next question. Joni would like to know, can you explain concurrent lives? Hmm. Well, we have talked of this many times. There are parallel lives, which is, the parallel lives are Mary Smith and Mary Smith making different choices from the plan that she has coming into the reality. Concurrent is where you come in and maybe this time you're male and rich and famous, and then you may come in another time where you're female, and that's the rich and famous. The concurrent is different, different incarnations, completely different scenarios, where the parallel life is an offset of the life with different choices. So concurrent lives are something that all of you have participated in. All of you want to have the ability to move through the reality with different attitudes, different color swatches. Concurrent ones can be very interesting as well as parallel. But we've also been asked, well, how is this all working if we, you know, if all everything is happening at the same time? Many of those who are incarnate and linear find that ultimately very confusing. So how can that be? The energy says that when you are in your, par- um, in your parallel moment, you become not different, but you make a different choice. And it's all happening at the same time, which is a different way of participating that those in the linear will have a very difficult time wrapping their head around. Concurrent and parallel all are happening at the same time. Confusing, yes, but when you're not in the linear and so focused on past, present, future, then it's much easier to understand. And sometimes the linear words just don't have the ability to portray it properly. And that's why it's so confusing. Okay, our next question is coming from Susan. Is time a constant in all universes, or is it only applicable to the physical laws of our own? 
time doesn't exist in a lot of different universes. The one that you are in, the solar system that you are in, is a very circular motion, and it creates time. Now, time on Earth is very different than time, say, on Uranus or Pluto. The further out you go, the bigger the rotations are, the longer the days are, or the shorter the days are as you're at Mercury and Venus. not exist outside of a lot of linear realities. And some linear realities don't have a time concept because their universe or their solar system or whatever they're participating in doesn't have circular motion. So physical laws that you are participating here are only applicable to the Earth plane. If you were to be on Pluto, you would be having a completely different experience with time. If you move to another universe, there may not be any planets, any circular motion to create that. So, no. It's only applicable when you are in a physical reality. When you are outside of that or in a different dimensional space, it doesn't exist. Now, we know because you've also planted in this reality that it's really hard to wrap your head around that. But if you have some time, contemplate it because it can lead you into some interesting perspectives if you do so. Okay, our next question is from Tim. I have heard that we can heal ourselves through visualization. I said it wrong. I know how to say it. Wondering (laughs) if you comment on this subject. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. I really am. Veronica will figure this out. Something to be said for visualization. How you see things in your mind's eye helps you create things. And let's say you've developed leukemia. You have this blood cancer thing going on. The body does want to heal itself. The problem in the linear is that when you do get sick with something like that, your focus becomes completely upon the sickness and upon what's happening and how poorly you feel and what and the horrible treatments that you have to have. You get all involved in that and you start seeing yourself sick. The important thing to do when you're going through something like that is to constantly take a moment to see yourself, to see your energy, and to see your body become well enough to see yourself as a wonderful, clean, healthy, see yourself that way. It's very easy to slide into the sick part of it because you're experiencing it every day and the fear that's attached to it and all the, you know, horrible things that you've got to do to stay alive kind of thing. You're going through that, but it's important to keep in your mind's eye the concept of your body. And if it's, say, if it's leukemia, it's about the blood flow. The blood flow, see that blood flow as being healed. See it changing back to the good part. Now, of course, you still should go through your treatments or whatever it is your doctor wants you to do. But if you start seeing yourself healthy rather than sick in your mind's eye, 
the probability of you healing quicker and more permanently exists. So if you are unfortunately involved in something that is an illness and it's sort of you know ongoing, make sure that you see yourself in your mind's eye as healthy and that your body is going to return to that. It can be helpful. And decide that you're not going to dwell in the sick part of it. Now, we realize if you're physically ill, yeah, you're going to be dwelling in it a bit. But when you're having some thoughts, see yourself healthy again. See yourself healed. The body was created to heal itself. Some of you, every one of you has cut yourself or bruised yourself in some way, and then the body heals. It is available on the internal stuff, too. But you've got to think. You've got to see it heal. And you all believe that you, you know, you've seen it. You've seen cuts heal. Your internal organism can heal, too. Do your treatments, but also see yourself as healthy. See yourself as healed. And when you cut yourself, you'll say, oh, I've got to do some stitches and I've got to you know, pull this together so it'll heal. And when you look at it every day, you're seeing the progress. See the progress internally as well. It can be helpful. Now, we're not saying this is going to be a miraculous cure, but it can certainly put you in a better place to achieve that. So decide today that visualization is probably something that could be helpful. Do it. When you're ill, you should do everything possible to make yourself well again. And how you're thinking about it is probably at the top of the list. So consider it. That's all we're saying. Well, thank you, Veronica. That was our last question. And if you'd like to take a break for a minute and come back and give the message to the world. All right. Okay. Well, we had some great questions today, and I thank you for writing in. And I encourage others who have not written in yet to write in any question. We'll try to get it on the air, but don't be shy. So go to innerwhispersradio.com. Are you there, Veronica? Yes, we are. Well, it's another beautiful day. We can see through the window of this office, and we see the beautiful sunlight coming in. It's another day. And in having another day, it's another opportunity. Decide that you're going to take advantage of that clean canvas of opportunity. Maybe start fresh with something. Maybe eliminate past wounds and difficulties. Maybe decide to be really creative. Or maybe just sit outside and let the sun encompass you and give you a warm hug. Decide every day that you are going to be more positive. Decide every day that you are going to Extend yourself into the reality and pull the best parts of it towards yourself. Think of that. Everyone has difficulties that occur. Everyone has a problem. Everybody has something that occurs that is just ridiculous. Perhaps not dwell there. Perhaps go sit out in the sun. Look around you at all the creation and say, yeah, there's some things that aren't so great. But there's a lot here that's really good, too. And decide you're going to embrace the better parts. Observe the difficult parts, but don't dwell there. 
move yourself into a neutral position. If you can't completely embrace a positive moment, at least move yourself into a neutral position away from the negativity. Use the new day to create opportunities to make it all different. Don't sit back and just become a victim in it. Say, no, I don't like this, and I'm going to start thinking differently and acting differently and moving myself into the more positive avenues of this whole experience. Decide. It's a blank canvas. It's a new day. Take advantage of it and seize the opportunities that it does present. We don't think you'll regret it. Beautiful message, Veronica. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the show today. We'll be back with you next week with more questions. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.